What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Somebody's Mama podcast. We're your hosts, Nicole and Kendra. And we're so excited to be back today. Look at us consistent. We're showing up. We're here. Woo woo. <laughs> and we're ready. We got lots to chop. To t- we got, oh, we're tongue tied. We got lots to chat about today. Yeah. But first and foremost, Kendra, what have you been up to? Um, so this past weekend, I actually had a full weekend. Um, Friday, we had a youth night at um, my church, and it was actually my first time being able to participate since we brought it back because I had been traveling every time. Um, we had one scheduled, so it was really nice to be there. Um, and then Saturday, we took the kids to the OC Fair with another um, family. So that was really fun. The kids had a ball. Of course, Kendon asked for everything he saw. <laughs> <laughs> How was it? Was it a lot of people? No. So it's actually really nice because I guess this year they're limiting the amount of people that can purchase tickets. Oh, wow. So it wasn't too crowded. Like we never stood in line more than like five minutes oh, um, for food or uh, rides. So everything like it wasn't super crowded in any area which was really surprising um so it was nice we had a great time it wasn't too hot that day it was like 78 um we ran into a lot of people that we knew um and the kids had a ball like we just had to keep buying tickets one thing I didn't like but because I feel like before you could purchase a wristband and like just ride all day or whatever but we had to keep buying um, tickets because <laughs> everything, every game was like a ride was like four or five tickets. And so we started off with like, I guess you could purchase like 50. That was the max you could purchase at a time. And with every game being four and five tickets, and then, you know, the parent needs to get on the ride with the kid. It was like, we ran, we kept having to reload the card. So <laughs> Oh, wow. So that was annoying, but um, yeah, they had a great time. We did like some of the rides in the big area and then um, we went to the, the little kid land or whatever and they just had a ball because they could, you know, they were tall enough to ride every ride. And then we tried some of the food and also they had like an indoor experience where um, it was like, some type of food exhibit but they had an area for the kids to go play and it was like a train it was a wooden train and they could load the um the crates of like fruits and vegetables on and off the train and then they had like an area that like was sand where they could do digging and um it was really cute and it was a cool area so (laughs) we spent some time in there and Bryson got to run around there because he one thing about Bryson, my two-year-old, he does not like the heat. And so it wasn't too bad, but he still was like, mm-mm. <laughs> he was so, like, it's too hot. <laughs> yeah, so he was in the stroller a lot. But um, Kendon had a ball. He got his face painted. Um, someone gave him this teddy bear. Um, so he was excited about that. And we just tried some different foods. So the fair was a blast. And then Sunday... Um, we went to the Maverick City and Kirk Franklin concert, and it was just so good. A friend of my husband's, um, like, or emailed him or texted him or something on Friday and asked if we wanted to go, and we were like, yeah, because we had wanted to go, but we had never bought tickets or whatever, and so I actually was planning. I was talking to my god sister. I'm like, I need to see if we can still get tickets, and then when I got home, he was like, hey, yeah, she hit me up to see if we wanted to go. And then when we looked at the tickets, they were like box seats. So we were like, uh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, um, I'll be there. <laughs> You're like, yeah. The, so it the was so nice. She gave us, yeah. And she gave us four tickets. So my god sister and her mom got to come and we had like VIP parking. Like we didn't have to pay for parking with through a separate entrance and everything uh-huh. was really nice. And uh, which was up my alley because COVID is back on the rise. Okay, so, it's in the street. It's in it was, the street. It's outside. Yes. It's outside. So it was nice to not have to be like, you know, amongst strangers. Um, but it was just so nice. Um, if you enjoy worship, 
like it was a dream so we worshiped for like three and a half hours it was just amazing wow. yeah, that was my weekend how about you how was yours um mine was actually a lot of fun this past week I went to my first mommy meetup mm. and it was in this moment that I was like oh my goodness I really am an introvert because as soon as <laughs> soon as I got there I was like why am I doing this I shouldn't do this let me just you know what there's no parking let me just go back home meanwhile I'm like an hour away from my house right right (laughs) my kids are in their beach clothes we're going to the beach and I'm just like I started having like the freak out right like you know what I just need to go home like I don't know why I came out all the way out here there's no parking there's this like let me just you know what I'm just gonna go home Uh like why am I here you know Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, pull it together and you can do this. Because then it's like me and three kids at the beach alone is already. Right, right. A lot, a lot. (laughs) So we get there and it ends up being a great time. And two, it wasn't on the beach side. It was on the peninsula side. So no waves. Nice. It was the best beach experience with small children. Mm Mm-hmm that I've ever had. And I was like, oh yeah. So from now on, when we go to the beach. Did you guys go to Crystal Cove? No, I think it was like Balboa. Oh, okay. And so I was like, you know what, from now on, if we're gonna be really beaching it, like we're really like in the sand, we're really in the water. We're like doing the whole thing. We're going on that side. Now, if we just going to walk the beach and be cute, we can go on the busy side of the beach, you know? Right. Because on this side, the water was shallow. Kids was on boogie boards with their life jackets on. Like, yeah, just living, just living. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. So I was like, this is this is it right here. So I did that. We had another um, night tennis. Oh, nice. I feel like Richard Williams. (laughs) Oh, Lord. You trying to get them kids together. (laughs) Every time we go, they get a little better and a little better and a little better, you know? Uh-huh. But sometimes I just be feeling like this is what he probably felt like. Like, <laughs> keep the ball in front of you. Hit the ball. Step. Feet. Like. Right. I'll, I'll be like, you know what? But they're getting, um, like, every time we go, they just get a little bit better and a little mm-hmm. bit better. And I just let them want to go, you know? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. oh, we want to go. It has to be fun. Yeah. Yeah, so we did some night tennis, we did some shopping and this and that. And then today I got to drop them off at Camp Auntie's. That's lit. <laughs> so my sister has two of the three of them, and she's not telling me when they're coming back. So <laughs> take advantage of it, take full advantage of it. I know, but the baby, you could tell that she's sad. Like she was just like, yeah just like, where is every where are they because you know she plays with them you know yeah and so she was so just quiet <laughs> yeah she's just like you could just you could just tell she was a little sad and so but they're having a good time they've already by the time I left them at my sister's house they already ate ice cream popcorn oh my gosh started watching a movie by the time I'm halfway home they were at um a trampoline park fun and tea <laughs> yeah so they're having a ball but yeah that's 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 where I'm at that's so good though they got to they're getting to enjoy their last hurrah of summer because summer is about to be over for them like I feel like you know when we were in school we didn't go back till September so our kids they miss out on a whole month basically yeah and there's so much on the list we'll have to do another episode like back to school episode or something but there's so many things on the list that we didn't get to yeah I know because it's too fast it's like, so fast. literally like you get to go on a couple of vacations and then you blink and it's over because I'm like we still had one more trip that we wanted to do but I don't know if we're going to have enough time to squeeze it in because you gotta go back to school yeah I'm trying to squeeze in one more San Diego but it depends if my sister gonna let me pick up my kids <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no, I got it. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, wait. 
but I'm trying to, I'm trying, I'm trying, but we'll see, we'll see, we'll see next week if I got to squeeze in San Diego. Right. Okay. Well, let's jump into these hot topics because there's a couple of interesting stories floating around um, the internet these days. <laughs> okay. It's getting real. People need to start going back inside. Right. Yeah, it's a lot going on. One of the interesting hot topics that we actually came across the last couple of days is this pink sauce situation. I was like, I went on to TikTok and I'm like, everything was tagged pink sauce. I'm like, what in the world is pink sauce? (laughs) So I clicked on the hashtag and I'm like, okay, so much information exploded in my face. Like everybody's doing reaction videos. The internet is in an uproar. And I'm like, who is this girl? I'm trying to find the creator of the pink sauce. I'm like, what is happening? So apparently, do you want to tell it? Do you know more about it? Or Listen, this is what I know. Okay. The pink sauce, the girl selling the pink sauce started going viral online because of the, it's pink. It is very interesting to look at. Mm-hmm. People started to buy the pink sauce, okay? Right. They're buying it and people just started getting sick. So the more people got sick because people were doing reviews, you know, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, everybody want to do a review. Right. Let's do a rewind. Let's do it just in case you guys don't know. Yeah. So this lady is creating a sauce. It's basically a dipping sauce that right. she's creating in her home garage. Mm-hmm. She's saying <laughs> that it's a studio of some sort, but it looks like a garage from the photos. Don't know if it's her house or not, but it looks like a garage. So she had the video where she was creating it and she's putting all kind of crazy stuff in there. Like it's mayo, sunflower seed, oil, uh, just a, a, a vinegar, a lot of large concoction of things. And it's pink. And so one of the things that people were saying was a little odd was that the inconsistency of the color. So it doesn't look like when she was making it on camera, it doesn't look like she actually has a recipe. Like, you know, she's putting a certain amount in um, in the concoction. It's like, she's like, mm, gonna pour some mayo. Then I'm gonna pour some of this. Like she's not measuring anything. And if you're gonna be mass producing something, right? measurements, you need to know the shelf life of your ingredients. You have to add preservatives if you're going to be bottling it up. And she not adding none of this stuff. Like she's just literally using stuff from her kitchen or refrigerator and putting it in. She doesn't have a chemist. She doesn't have anybody advising her on. Um, it just popped out that she doesn't even know what FDA is. Yeah, that part just threw me. <laughs> but you know what? There's this whole thing. You see all these stories all the time where people be like, yeah, I just started making pies from my kitchen and and then I started to sell them because people never really tell like the whole story, you right. know, but usually when people start from their kitchen, they, uh-huh. they're selling their pies to their neighbors, their local right. people, their local right. schools. And it's this like they- shipping it across America <laughs> without the sauce is good. Like I at first, when you made it at home for yourself, yeah. it probably right. was good, you know? Right. But, and then they said that the shipping time says two to three weeks. So mind you, she's recording her process. And this is what, this is what's getting her into trouble because now people have seen her workspace. We have seen that she has all these sauces lined up in a space that looks like a garage, which is not refrigerated. And she's using products like mayo that have eggs in them. You know, mayo has egg in it, right? So if you're using these ingredients that require to be refrigerated and you are pouring up these bottles that are sitting out on tables for God knows how long, and then we don't even know if you're properly packaging them to ship um, to people across America. It's $20 for what looks like a bottle. It looks like a ketchup bottle basically. And it's $20. And, um, yeah, she, she doesn't have any. And then this was the thing. This was the kicker. People started to receive their product and they read the label. There was 
misspellings, yeah, it said there was 444 servings in one bottle. Oh my gosh. And then they spelled vinegar wrong. Yeah, there was like all kind of like uh misspellings, improper serving sizes, percentages were off. It was just a lot. It was done in-house. You can tell she had no nobody advising her on this project. And she clearly did not send anything to the FDA because she didn't even know what FDA was. And she was like, you guys keep saying it's not FDA approved. Is it FDA approved? She's like, this is not a medical product. This is not a medical product. And we were like, does she not know that the F and FDA stand for food? Like, what is wrong with this lady? So she- and You know what? I feel bad because she's so passionate about it. She, she obviously is. was at home. She made something that was good at home and she- this and this is why everybody don't need to go viral because yeah. if her, she let her family and friends taste it and it was like, oh girl, this is bomb. You could sell this. And she was like, bet. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And uh, I give it to her because like the branding of it, the look of it, it's yeah. like it, it, uh, it. But like you said, she should have kept it local. She should have yeah. sold it in her city. Yep. She she saw it as a money grab. It blew yep. up on TikTok and instead of taking the time to do it properly, this is why it's very important to take let's we all need to take this out as, a, as a, a learning lesson because yeah. it's so important to do things properly because even though it takes you more time, it will save you a lot of time and money in the long run because now she's gonna have to hire lawyers because people are getting sick and now she's exposed. Everybody knows that she didn't do this stuff properly. So you're putting people at risk and I'm pretty sure she didn't have any disclaimers or anything like that in her, um, um, sale of the product. Right. So her, her livelihood is on the line now because she didn't do, she didn't take the time to do stuff right. Like she should have. I don't understand why she hasn't just shut down yet. Like, why are you still shipping product? Because she's arguing the fact that it doesn't need to be FDA approved because it's not a medical product. Um, um, like, girl, you are mass, you are mass selling this stuff. You don't have a food handler's license. You don't have, I'm pretty sure she don't. I'm just guessing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. says she's a chef. It says chef, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know, but all I know is that she definitely needs to shut stuff down and regroup and hope and pray that these people don't sue her. I'm pretty sure they're going to. And you know what? Sometimes I think people don't realize like it's okay, even at the height of what you might feel is success or going viral, like it's okay to shut things down, take a second, regroup and come back because I was looking at two people did that within the past uh, year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, Maxi J something, the designer. Mm-hmm. She, um, she was in three year three of her business and lost her store. Mm-hmm. Everything was gone. And she had to take a year and a half to regroup, rebuild mm-hmm. and relaunch. Angela Yee, she started with um, a fruit juice company mm-hmm. and um it was going well, but they didn't quite, you know, handle things properly. They took like, I think eight months off, regrouped mm-hmm. and relaunched. And yeah. I think sometimes like people don't realize, oh shoot, like this is going left. Mm-hmm. I need to get out of my ego, mm-hmm. regroup. I obviously have a product that people are attention to. I know it's good, but there's something missing. And I'm feel bad that there's nobody in her life to say, hey girl, you need to take a second because they're just looking at the money. They're like, you have to strike while the iron is hot. And like, that's true to a certain extent. Like you, there's a way for you to stay relevant and there's a way for you to still get your product out there and do it the right way. Like if she would have kept it in her hometown and just did these pop-ups where people can come and taste, people would have drove from surrounding cities because of the hype to come and taste it. Like there was still ways for her to stay relevant while she was getting things done properly, but you can't be greedy and you can't be overzealous when it comes to these type of things, because look, look at what happened. Like if she would have just took a step back and been like, 
who can I pay to, to get my paperwork, to get somebody out here so I can get this stuff on the shelves? Like, you know what I'm saying? But everybody doesn't have that um, mindset to do things properly because if you have that hustler's mentality, it's like, oh, I'm about to get this out here. I'm about to get this money real quick. And I'm so, like, girl, you're about to get sued. You're about to go yes, to Yes, all that money you made <laughs> is gone, girl. It's gone. It's gone. And it's going to be hard to find an attorney. It's going to be, man, I don't know. Somebody that's up and coming and want a little clout, want their name out there, they might want to do it, but I don't know. But, and then she's just, I, first of all, I don't want to eat no sauce that's pink looking like that. It looks like. It reminds me of the, um, it reminds me of the. burger. Yeah. Or the, um, remember the McNuggets used to be made, the chicken nuggets from McDonald's used to be made with the pink. They used to be pink. Oh, yeah, they used to be made with this, like when we were kids, uh-huh. <laughs> the nuggets were made with this pink stuff. They uh-huh. weren't chicken. It was like this pink stuff they had put together. I don't know. And then they, I don't know. It's, you have to Google it. Ooh, I don't remember. My face is all turned up right now. I'm like, ew, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, so I don't know. We'll see how this saga continues, but it is, everybody is reporting on it live on TikTok. Okay. <laughs> The views is up. The views is up. Yes, the views are definitely up. Okay, let's get to this next one because I have been so interested on this whole saga thing and I don't know the details of it. So Kendra's going to break it down for us because I am so interested on what's going on between this Sheree and Martel Holt. I've been too busy, but I've been trying to take the time to figure out who Martel Holt is Mm-hmm. And the secret relationship that was with Sheree. Sheree. Sorry, Sheree. And yeah. now it come to light that they are together. But Kendra's going to help us out because this is something I have really been meaning to Google. And I know I'm not <laughs> but I'm so excited. So Kendra, please explain who this random person is because. Yes. So. If you guys don't know by now, I am a reality TV junkie. Like, I <laughs> love reality television, especially Black reality shows. So, um, for those who don't know, Martel Holt is, um, he's on the cast of a show called Love and Marriage Huntsville. It is It airs on the OWN Network, um, and it's produced by Carlos King, so you know it's messy. So... Okay. He, um, so Love and Marriage Huntsville is basically a show about, I don't know, it's three or four couples that, um, are married and live in the city of, um, Huntsville, Alabama, and they're, like, very affluent in their city, like, they're, um, they do a lot of home building, so Martel Holt is a home builder, and, um, he does, like, really huge projects, so it originally was him and his wife, they started the show, but on the show, he originally had three kids with his wife when they first started the show, but it also came out that he was cheating on her. Mm-hmm. They have been together since college. They built this business together. And she actually, we found out later that she's basically the brains behind the operation and he was the muscle. So she's the one who carried the licensing. That's a whole nother thing. Okay. Anyway, she's a boss. Okay. But that's a whole nother story. You guys should actually watch it. It's a pretty good show. So um they ended up getting a divorce because he cheated on her in their marriage and got another his side chick pregnant so Mm -hmm. not only did he have a side chick but he had this he was with this girl for I think like three years or more so he was carrying a whole other relationship while he was married to his wife oh wow so the side chick got pregnant the wife got pregnant shortly after so now (gasps) he has five children he has four with his wife and he has one with the side chick who in the media, he was um, still kind of with within the last year or so. It was like reports of them like hanging out together and stuff like that. And it's really, it's a really, really messy situation. Now, Sheree, who is on The Real Housewives of Atlanta, she by Sheree, she <laughs> was just on The Real Housewives of Atlanta this year with her story about her dating this ex-con not even ex-con he just got out of jail okay he just got out they, they just got out together of, longer with him in jail than they were together in yes i think she said like a six-year they had like a six-year relationship while he was in prison 
And basically when he got out of prison, he played her. Like he was supposed to meet her at a restaurant. She was sitting outside looking sad by herself. He never showed up. Right. She apparently like broke it off with him, but there's been, she has a history of dealing with men who are emotionally unavailable, who, um, verbally abuse her, who, just are not good for her like she just has a history of being with this type of man right and to see her in the media with Martel who has a track record of being a dog and like cheating on his wife having outside babies and you know he appeared to be a family man but he was doing all this on the side so very sneaky she ends up with him so as a viewer we looking like girl do you not know like who this man is and what he's still trying to let relationship he's just ended and like the divorce and everything that's happening the side chick is still in the picture like why would you go for a man who has all this stuff going on and you just got a relationship with someone who had you in a tailspin like why are you going for these people who clearly don't have good intentions i don't i i think oh god that's bad you know what i didn't think it was gonna be that bad (laughs) girl yeah no so outside looking in is he looks like a great guy like he's very attractive he's you know muscle built everything he has a great career and he's that one thing about him is he got his own money yeah so that's one thing she didn't have to worry about but he is his life is a mess like so messy like so so much so that there's still content coming out on youtube between his ex-wife and his side chick do you think she's doing it to 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 keep the peach i think there's a strong possibility that she is trying to keep that peach and that she's trying to stay relevant because she can get a double whammy like she can be on his show and she can uh-huh. be on her show it's two different networks wow and bravo it's a great storyline so i don't know i think it could be a money grab it could be just some clout in there and but also, why? Why would you want to? It's I don't know. The I feel like once you get in that world, once you get in that world, but then again, it's hard to say it's for a storyline because who just says they were dating somebody in jail for six years? Like who? Like it seemed like she was really dating the guy that was in jail. Like it, oh no, she was. That was real. That was, that was real. That was real. No, that was definitely real. I don't think when I say storyline, I don't think it's a fake storyline. I yeah. think that it is. I think she's really dating Martel, but I think her intentions behind it could be, yeah. oh, this could keep me relevant. Like, because she owned up to it. What do you mean? What did she, she confirmed? Say? She confirmed that she's dating him. Mm. So that's what came out like of the two checks. Yeah, so she confirmed that she's dating him. And so everybody was like, ooh, she confirmed? Like, okay. And he's he's very open at the fact that he wants to be married again. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and that he, he, like, he liked being married. Like he said on the show that he misses his marriage. He doesn't necessarily like miss his ex-wife, but he said he liked being married. I will say it seems as though he's a great father. And when they were together it's not like he just dogged her to her face he was dogging her behind her back so I can see you know him wooing Sheree and like being this he's a very charming guy and if that's what she feels like she needs in her life at this time I could definitely see her going for that but the sad part of all this all this to say is that you really need to like get yourself in check, like your own mental, your deal with your past and all these things so that you don't keep repeating the cycle of like right. dealing with these toxic situations that's going to leave you hurt again. Like 
the memory of her crying, she, she's not a person that cries on camera. She boo-hoo cried when this man left her sitting at a restaurant because oh, it was yeah. embarrassing and she was hurt. And she had spent so much time and pouring into him and being there for him and all this time and money, effort and energy. And he dogged her the first chance he got on TV. On TV. Then you go right to another man who has a track record of dogging women on TV. So not only did he did he um, cheat on his wife, then he dogged the side chick, calling her a peasant. Like, he just has a track record of dogging women. And so just to see Sheree, like, repeating this cycle is just, like, super sad. And it's, it's, just, really, it's just really, it's really sad. I just wish that she could wake up and, like, get some healing so that she won't keep going for these same type of men. Oh, Kendra, that's a whole lot. That's a whole lot going on. That's a whole lot. The, I, I heard over the weekend that the housewives, they're really trying to figure out who's going to be the next Nene. So everybody's been turning it up. I don't think, honestly, with the cast they have, I don't see anybody. First of all, let's just say Nene is cannot be duplicated like I don't think I feel like she was she Nini is a household name she is who she is I don't think anybody can like give us that same energy right Marlo is trying Marlo is pushing it Marlo is really trying she is pushing it this last episode she had the girls on the girls trip and she told them you know what I I just ready for all y'all to go home like what yeah (laughs) Uh, she said um, what she said I, I um your cars are here like your cars I just, are here. I just called here. the cars and my they were there for one night I just called the cars and <laughs> it's nighttime by the way nighttime I called the cars and I'm just ready for you guys to leave like this is not funny anymore like I'm just ready for you guys to leave that was hilarious oh yeah. that was so, that's yeah. our uh our reality tv update for for those that care <laughs> yeah <laughs> we should start putting timestamps. uh the subject comes up at this time okay? right right hopefully you guys are girls like us who indulge a little bit in the reality television yeah. very entertaining yeah. and there's always a lesson that you can learn in there don't be that girl okay Do don't be, be that girl, girl that repeats toxic relationship after toxic relationship after toxic relationship when you notice the pattern get help like you need to figure out why do I like this type of person like what is what is happening why do I like that so there's a little tip in there okay and sometimes you'll notice it's a sign yeah like them lion libras um I'm just saying (laughs) maybe you notice everyone you date is a Scorpio I don't know I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Time to switch up the sign. Okay. Yep. Figure out the common denominator. But anyways, yeah, today we have a really good topic. Kendra, um, we're looking at topics and Kendra brought this one up and she's going to explain it better than me. But I feel like today's episode is going to provide a lot of value for Mm -hmm. a lot of us and just be able to just especially with school about to start I feel like this is such a great episode um because as school's about to start we're gonna have to go back into you know the daily like the daily grind of the drop-off the pickups the the dinner the shower it's just like it's that kind of like that go 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 in the fall you know yeah for sure I feel like this is like the perfect topic as we start to get prepared for the school year because I don't know about you but I feel like during the school year um uh, like the summer you're a little bit more relaxed you know I don't know Mm -hmm. but Kendra's gonna intro us in so yeah for sure so today we're gonna be talking about um reclaiming your peace when you're triggered um and this can apply to all aspects of life but today we're specifically talking about like being triggered in motherhood because as we know a lot of times our children are many versions of ourselves and they give us back that same attitude, okay, <laughs> the, stubbornness, the pushback. And like Nicole said, sometimes like, you know, when things are happening back to school, um, 
shoot, even the kids getting out for summer, like those are all times where it disrupts the routine and we kind of have to like get back on track in different areas. And so what we wanted to talk about today was just ways that you can find your peace um, when you're triggered in motherhood. And um, we were talking about it earlier and I feel like it's a day-to-day battle um, or not battle, I shouldn't say battle, but a day-to-day journey. Sorry about that. And it's something that you have to work on constantly because when those moments happen, you can be better prepared. Um, And so sometimes in motherhood, your deepest wounds and and things that have happened to you um, in your childhood can be triggered while parenting. Right. And it takes work to be able to work on those things and find out what those triggers and what those things are so that when it comes up, you don't react um, with your children. Because the truth of the matter is like, sometimes when our children are having certain behaviors, um, you know, we can lash out on them, we get upset and yell, um, or however you respond, that's not in a positive way. It's not a reflection of what the child did. It's a reflection of what they did and how it makes you feel. Exactly. So if they're not listening to you um, and you get really angry, that's a trigger and that's not okay. Like, yes, we would love for our children to listen to us. And it's very disappointing when they could repeatedly do not listen, but it shouldn't bring you to a point of anger. And if it does, it's important to kind of like dig a little deeper and figure out why that is so, because it'll help us to respond to our children better and to better parent them. Because when you're yelling at them, it doesn't help them to learn that what they did was wrong. It just makes them afraid of mommy. Exactly. Of daddy. So you're instilling fear into them, not necessarily always correction or educating them on why we don't do certain things or why we do do certain things. And None of us are perfect. All of us have triggers, especially when it comes to our kids. Sometimes the people that are closest to you can tap on your nerves the hardest. <laughs> okay. Sometimes the people you love the most. I, I know for me, um, oh, it's been, I feel like as they get older, you, it, you realize that you have to be descriptive when you're triggered mm-hmm. and explain to them how, in, in a language that they're going to understand, but yet still be under, like understood. And so for me, when I get triggered, I've been recently taking the time to really like talk about my own feelings yeah. and express to them in a more descriptive way of how I'm feeling. And I've even told them like, you know, People are not always happy or, you know, people are always sad. Sometimes, you know, people can get frustrated or irritated or, you know, there's different emotions that people can feel, you know, and, and I will tell them, you know, mommy needs a minute. Um, I need a second to myself. Like I'm feeling frustrated or irritated because, you know, I'm trying to get to do this and it's not quite working out and I just need a second and I need to like try again mm-hmm. and I just need to take a second and they'll be like oh okay mommy needs to take a second she's working on that and so it also yeah and it also leads by example because like I know with Audrey my daughter she's practicing writing and I'm like hey just take a second take a mm-hmm. you can do it just take a second take a breath and then yeah. continue you know mm-hmm. That's really good because it's teaching them like I'm giving myself grace. And so they learn to do the same thing because we know kids get just as frustrated as we do when they can't get something or something is not working out. So that's really good, like modeling that behavior, uh, being descriptive about our feelings and more in depth about it. It not only helps them, it helps us because, well, I mean, not only helps us, it helps them because now we're giving them the language to use right instead of them just being like oh I'm so angry it's like well you might not even really be angry you could just be frustrated you know and like you don't want to like label everything as anger like what is the real emotion behind that um and so just giving ourselves 
permission to not be okay is important too. It's like, if you're having a moment where, and sometimes it's not even in the moment of your kids actually did something, but you can just like be so tired or, you know, they might have had behaviors on several days and it's kind of like of a buildup. And you have to acknowledge that, okay, I might not be okay right now. Like I'm very easily irritated. Everything is triggering me. Like I need to take a beat. I need to take a moment. And I think it's important to recognize when those moments are happening because we're human. And if you let stuff build up for too long, you're going to explode. Exactly. And that's what you don't want to happen. Okay. No, especially not on with your kids and so we know being a mother is is has its moments of challenges and you know there's constant things that we have to do and I think that's one of the things that's difficult about motherhood is that it's so constant yeah (laughs) it's like oh if I only have to do this a couple hours a day like I'd be straight like you know so um, you know what too is sometimes frustrating is like sometimes kids will ask the same thing over and over and you'll answer them yeah and then I've done this thing where I make sure to look into like especially my son or my daughter the older ones in their eyes and respond to them so that they could get an answer and it's like if they keep asking me over and over Mm -hmm. like I'll snap Mm -hmm. and and then I'll be like oh I just snapped and I'll be like hey you know I didn't mean to snap on you Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and I apologize for that. I'm sorry yeah. that I yeah. snapped at you, but yeah. I need you to understand you asked me that question mm-hmm. and I gave you an answer and you kept asking over and over. And, um, and I try to have that conversation with them to be like, was there something I was missing about what you were asking me? Like yeah. you were asking me for this and I said, no, not right now. Mm-hmm you know, what about you needing it right now is making you ask over, like, just trying yeah, to, like, that's so good. Dive in, yeah, you know? that's so good. Just expanding on the conversation. A, a tool that I use with Kendon, because he does the same thing, he will literally ask you 50 times. And one thing that I had to learn to do was acknowledge, acknowledge him um, when he's talking to me, even if I'm busy, like, I have to say, Hey, I hear you. Give me two minutes. I'm going to come back to you and answer your questions. Just give me, give me a minute. Okay. And then I have to ask him back. What did mommy just say? Mm. Um, you need a minute. Why do I need a minute? Because you're busy right now. Okay. So now I know that he heard what I said. He understood what I said. Oh, that's a good one. So a tool that I use with Kendon is I always have him repeat it back to me because sometimes what we say is not what they hear. Yeah, because they're focused on what they want. And so sometimes they can't veer off of like what they want to happen. So I use that with Kendon literally all day long, if especially if I know that he's really excited about something or, you know, like you said, like he'll ask the same thing over and over again. So I'm like, okay, what did mommy say? You know, when daddy gets home, we're going to go to Target, you know? Okay, Kendon, when are we going to Target? when daddy gets home, how do we know when daddy comes home? The garage will go up. So should you ask me when we're going again? No, cause I just have to wait till daddy comes and the garage goes up and then we go. And so I, it's, he's learning like now, cause I've been doing it for some time now because it was really triggering for me because it's not just, um, it's not just him. It's an issue that I deal with in everyday life. I don't like when people ask the same question over and over again, or if they're not listening. Yeah. I have an issue with people not listening when I speak. So I know that about myself. So I'm teaching him and I'm teaching myself how, (laughs) you know, how to help (laughs) us deal with that so that I don't get irritated with him. Right. So he understands that if whatever I say is what I mean, vice versa. And so even with the whole, like, if I say no, because, you know, he's a kid, he's going to keep trying me. So if I say no to something, he's going to ask me again. So our thing is, okay, Kendon, no means what? No means no. 
Right. So if I say not right now, that doesn't mean no. Cause sometimes I'll say like, not right now. And he'll be like, oh, we're never going to get to go. And I say, what did mommy say? Did I say we're never going to get to go? No, you said not right now. Okay. So what, what does not right now mean? It means right. that maybe we'll go later. Okay, perfect. So there's no need to get upset. So asking back those questions to your kids is a great tool. I highly suggest it. <laughs> like just respond that first time because woof. Yeah, you got to respond. You cannot ignore them because you have to respond because they're not going to give up. They're going to keep, they're going to keep asking. <laughs> yeah, they're going to keep, they're going to keep uh, going. Um yeah um what was i gonna say uh sorry i just got something um yeah another um i feel like another um tool that you can use just to help yourself like um through the process is recognizing and acknowledging your efforts so we're not going to always get it right the first time. We're not going to be perfect. We're not going to respond in the perfect way every time. But you still have to be give yourself grace and be compassionate with yourself. So recognize when you're when you're actually making efforts. Give yourself that little piece of pat on your back or whatever because that's when it's going to keep helping you to push forward. Sometimes we're so hard on ourselves too. We're like, dang, I didn't, you know, I messed up or why did I get that upset? And like, it's important for you to acknowledge that and say, okay, why did I get triggered? Why did I get upset? But also extend grace to yourself and recognize the fact that, okay, I'm going to go back and correct it. Like Nicole said, apologize. Like you cannot be above like apologizing to your kids. Like when something is out of pocket. Something I've talked about here a lot is it's okay to indulge in some me time. I feel like for the longest, I felt so guilty for taking um, me time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's been something I've really been digging deep into. And you know what? Uh, something that I find interesting is um, making sure there's other people around you that mm-hmm. repeat the same types of things that you do. Because like the other day I was at my sister's house and my daughter said something and my niece that's much older than her she's like 19 Mm -hmm. she told my four-year-old well you know sometimes people make mistakes Mm -hmm. and that's okay and you just get back up and this and that and to hear that from my niece someone my daughter looks up to Mm -hmm. it was like very helpful to hear, Mm -hmm. hear that from someone else you know yeah that's good your people are that people that are gonna be around you and your kids definitely have to be on the same page because that can also be another trigger like you know it's like don't tell my kid to do that or you know it's like you know so we have to protect our peace and whatever ways we can and being upfront and um open about like your parenting styles and things like that is okay too like thankfully your your family environment you guys are on the same page clearly with her giving that type of response but sometimes you have scenarios where your family is not on the same page and part of the things that have triggered have caused you to have certain triggers with your kids your family members did that to you and then they tried to repeat the cycle with your kids like the whole um especially in certain communities it's like I know you didn't say that to your mama. I know you didn't da 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 da. And it's like, that's not how I like to respond with my kids. Right, right. You know, it's important to speak up. And because sometimes when people, it can be a little embarrassing. So if your kid is acting out amongst others and then they're kind of like peer pressuring you into respond in a toxic manner. Oh yeah. You have to be able to hold your ground and say, thank you, but no, thank you. Like, you know, I I got it. And then sometimes like I've been in that position to where I took my, I removed my child and handled it the way that I wanted to handle it. But sometimes you need to do it in front of them so that you can model the behavior, like, and change the narrative. It's like, we don't always have to respond with yelling and spanking, like talking to my child, hearing their point of view and responding to them with correction 
in a loving way is something that other people need to see too, because they'll know how to respond to your child the next time. So um, sometimes taking a step back and evaluating things can really, really help to manage those triggers because sometimes when you can see yourself like from outside you, you'll say like, okay, I don't like that. Like, I know I don't want to respond in that way. So taking that step back can give you a sober view of what is actually happening in the moment. And then you can work from there. Exactly. And sometimes it's good to just be able to recognize it. And I feel like the sooner you can recognize that that you're being triggered or something that's happening, you're able to fix it as well. But Mm -hmm. I also think a part of becoming a mom it kind of, you, you have to kind of make a decision too, right? Like you have to make the decision of, am I going to repeat what's been done to me? Mm -hmm. Or am I going to take a moment and say, you know, when I was a kid, how would I have like my parents to uh, respond, you know? And yeah. And so I feel like everybody has to take that moment and say, okay, Am I going to do this the same way? I know growing up, my mom would always tell me, Nicole, uh, this is how I make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I put the peanut butter on, I put the jelly on, I put the bread together and I eat it. Mm -hmm. And and that's how I make peanut butter and jelly. She said, when you get older, you might decide you want to put the jelly on and then the Mm -hmm. peanut butter on, and then you want to put it together and then you want to cut it in half that's how you want to do it and I think now I realize like I was a child and she was trying to explain to me like there's different ways to do things and this is how she does it but when I get older I might realize that I want to fine-tune something or I want to change something and I think she was just giving me that space to say it's okay to want to do things in a different way or it's okay to want to do things uh, in your way but you're gonna do that when you get older (laughs) right (laughs) right now this is how i make peanut butter and jelly so right now you're gonna do it my way (laughs) (laughs) and and i think as you get older you you realize okay am i gonna make and she would always say you might get older and decide you're gonna make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches just like me just like me Mm -hmm. but you might decide that you're gonna make lemonade different than me you might decide you're gonna you know make that different you're gonna take certain things you're gonna take the good you know or things that you feel like worked right and I feel like within doing the groundwork on yourself and acknowledging or taking a moment where you were triggered and breaking it down and figuring out why is going to make you like take a look back into your own life and like things that have transpired in your life that have affected how you are today. And you can kind of like look back and try to find some of those good things too, because a lot of times we just remember the bad, the bad, the bad, because that's what has the most impact on you. But you know that you can find good in every situation, but the thing that's going to help us be better with our kids and show them a different or our way of motherhood in a healthy positive best way possible is just like doing a lot of groundwork on ourselves and then taking um the most positive aspects of who we are and just building upon that like surrounding ourselves with positive people that speak positively and that pour in positive things into us is going to help us to be able to push that out and also just creating a space for ourselves that we can refocus that we can be creative like mm. so that we don't always have all this bent pent up tension because whatever you carry outside of motherhood is going to be affected in your motherhood. So if you don't have an outlet, if you don't have a place where you can go and just be free and be creative and like, or, or have mindless activity or be at peace. Like if you don't have any peace outside of motherhood, you're not going to have any peace inside of motherhood. Like though these, these are things and tools that we have to be able to build up with just ourselves. Yeah. Because when we're the best version of ourselves, then we can be the best mothers. So 
just making sure that we have an outlet. We have, like Nicole said, like have that me time, whatever it looks like for you, like cater it to what your needs are. Like if you need to go sit at the beach and just hear the ocean waves to clear your mind, pray and journal, that can be your thing. If right. you need to go take a walk around the block, a walk around the park to clear your mind, that can be your thing. If you like to paint or sing or whatever creative outlet or things that you can do to help you refocus, some people just like to do breathing exercises. Like, but we all need to have something. Something. If you got to have a creative outlet. Paint. Yes. Mold. Yeah, even if you've never painted before, you'll you'll probably be like, wow, this is so relaxing. Like I've noticed, like I've done activities, like something that me and my husband did while we were dating is like we always tried new things, new activities. Like we did some random stuff, like (laughs) uh, a sushi making class, like you know, just random. And those are that's how you find what you like. Yeah, it's trying different things and like. The first time I painted, I was like, oh, this is so relaxing. Like, you know, just not having anything to paint, but just random brush strokes, you know, it's so relaxing, like mixing colors, whatever, you know? So the other day I was like, I wasn't even having a bad day, but I was like, hmm, the kids are quiet. I'm going to go get some sun. So I just walked in my backyard with no shoes on and I just let the sun hit my face. And yeah. I was like, I need to do this every day. Like not with the kids. Of course, I take I take the kids out and play with them. But just a moment to myself, quiet, feet in the grass, just letting the sun hit my face. Felt so good. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, this is something that I want to implement. So just trying new things, like putting yourself out there. Like a lot of times we say, like, I don't have time and I got these kids and I just da, 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 and you're in a rat race and you got to pick your head up. You got to, you got, yeah, you got to pick your head up and see where can I find my peace? Where can I find my faith place? Like where, how can I refocus? How can I use my time wisely? Like all these things are going to help us to redirect, to find the peace in our life somewhere. Yeah. And it's, and it's possible. And I feel like sometimes I, I completely have empathy for people who are, especially the stay at home moms where Mm -hmm. generally they're going to, they find their peace, like at lunchtime, you know, yeah, kind of like having to just get it where you can get it. And it sucks that for some situations it's like that, Mm -hmm. but, um, but then that just kind of goes back to building your team. But Mm -hmm. I think all of these are really good places to start are really good motivating or inspiring and we're just two moms we're not therapists we're not you know we're just two moms sharing with you guys like what's Mm -hmm. worked for us you know and I think a huge part of this journey is just telling yourself that those moments where you might have blown up or whatever it does not define you as a mother right like that doesn't have to be who you are. That was a moment in time where you had a misstep or you were being very human and take a step back, redirect and pull it together. Like not, don't claim it. Cause a right. lot of times as humans, we'd be like, that's just how I am. That's just how I am. No, we need to stop doing that. We have to say, we have to acknowledge the things in our life that are not good and do the work that that it takes to repair those things like just being angry all the time is not normal always feeling the need to yell to get your point across is not normal if you can never have conflict with someone without taking it too far that is not normal behavior So we need to acknowledge those things that are not okay and deal with them, but also give ourselves grace as we're going through the process. So I think it's just really important to just look at those things as moments and not who we are, because sometimes when we take those things on and say, this is just who I am, you're enabling yourself and you're going to, you're missing out on a lot of time where you can be better. Right. And the growth, the growth of it all. Cause it's like, it's just not just who I am. You're always growing. You're always moving mm-hmm. forward. 
Mm -hmm. And as long as we're here on this earth, we have the time to do better. We have the time to fix it. We have the time to build better relationships and to correct ourselves. Because I, Lord knows I ain't perfect. Like there are times where I am completely triggered. Right. With my son. And I always laugh because he has a lot of my same tendencies. <laughs> and it, it it's a double-edged sword because I'm also very compassionate with him and understanding of his personality because I have some of those same things where, you know, I can get a little bit anxious about things. I like to know what's going to happen in certain scenarios. Like, I don't want to be surprised with certain things. And I know that about my son. So I'm compassionate with that. Or I used to hate to be in the dark in my room by myself. So if he wakes up in the middle of the night and he's like, mom, I'm scared. Well, I'm going to do, go get my baby. Okay. (laughs) Because I understand him because I was like that as a child as well. And then I also talked to him and let him know, like, you know, nothing to be afraid of. I gave him the same tools my mom gave me. God is always with you. Do you want to pray? Like, you know, whatever those tools that helped me as a child, because I'm able to understand him because I was the same way. So in those moments, I know that I'm not defined by the moment where I blew up on him. Like that's, that was a moment in time. Like I have good moments, I have bad moments, but I'm still working. Exactly. And I think those, and thankfully your mom gave you those tools and able to pass those down. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yep. So hopefully you guys were able to learn some tools today and we thank you guys so much for listening and we hope that you guys join us again next week for another episode. Make sure you guys are following us on Instagram at somebody's mama pod. Visit our website at www.somebodysmamapodcast.com and also subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.